Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. My name is Nicole Roan and I am your host and I am beyond excited about creating this safe space and community for us to really talk openly and honestly about the challenges that we face as women and managing the competing priorities and responsibilities that we have in the various areas of our lives. Now, because this is my very first episode, I really want to take the time to introduce you to me, so who I am, what I do, how I sort of got into this space, and talk to you a little bit about my defining moment that really pushed me to where I am today. After you know a little bit more about me, I want to talk more about what flow is and what flow is not. And when I say flow, no, I am not talking about rapping. Although I was a rapper in college, shh, don't tell nobody. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about here today. We are really talking about how you're able to create a rhythm between all of the different priorities that you have. So after we go into what flow is and what flow is not, I then want to share with you the different pillars that I use on a daily basis, not only for myself, but also with my clients to help navigate through those different priorities and honestly prioritizing the priorities. So again, thank you so much. And without further ado, I really want to jump in and introduce you more to myself. So as I mentioned, my name is Nicole Roan and I am a capacity coach. I help women create balance between their personal and professional lives. My philosophy is that when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. Hence the name of the podcast, Flow and Flourish. Now, for over a little more than a decade now, I've been in positions in HR leadership for global billion-dollar organizations where I've coached managers, executives, and honestly, all levels of employees on how to navigate work and home responsibilities to find balance and ultimately bring their best selves to work. There are countless studies that show how support and tools aimed at helping employees on their personal situations outside of work significantly increases productivity and, of course, the bottom line of business. So for years, I was implementing programs, training sessions, and policies that supported employees to do so. Now, how does all of this tie in or what in the world does it have to do with how I currently help women? Well, I realized that for years, I've been sitting eyeball to eyeball with employees and coaching them on how to get promoted, how to effectively communicate and manage teams and so on. The solution and underlying issue has never been about the work or the company. It's about all the stuff going on outside of work. Every single time I work with employees, we of course start off talking business as part of our regular one-on-one conversations. But within a matter of minutes, I find myself taking off my HR hat and needing to be human so they can talk about what's impacting work. Oftentimes, it's about parenting or aging parents that employees are taking care of, marriage problems, or other things that they're really just afraid or uncomfortable to talk to their supervisors about. So my office became the therapy spot, no matter the organization. And the relief that employees felt once leaving my office was priceless. I would get countless emails, 
text messages, instant messages saying, you know what, thank you so much for helping me sort through what was going on outside of work so that I could really show up and be engaged in the work that I'm doing and work towards that promotion or work towards putting together a conversation on asking for a salary increase. And I wanted to continue to have that sort of impact. So here I am today as a capacity coach, helping women to smooth the lines between work and home priorities, which is especially needed with so many of us working from home right now. Aside from what I've already shared, I had my own come to Jesus moment that forced me to practice what I've been preaching to employees for years. At the beginning of 2019, I was in a very, very, very dark place. I was secretly struggling with so much, but showing up for work smiling with my work mask on. I was trying to convince myself, my friends, and family that everything was great. You know, the I'm fine voice (laughs) that you give. But if someone would have really asked me one more time, are you okay? I would have burst into tears. While I was able to keep up the facade and make it look like I was perfect, doing good, and all of that on the outside. Internally, I was in rough shape. And when I say rough shape, I mean I was a hot mess. My marriage was failing and really had been for some years. My husband at the time was a severe alcoholic and I was enabling him out of the fear of being alone. Simultaneously, I was dealing with my daughter who suffered chronic migraines since age five And she practically missed the first two years of high school. So I was in constant battle with the school to get her the support that she needed. Working with the doctors, such as the neurologists and any other kind of ologist that you can think of to not only come up with some sort of a solution, but to really just help her be able to function and have something close to a normal life. And as if that wasn't enough, I was also dealing with a hyperactive toddler who at the time was about three and had already been labeled ADHD and a bad kid and also trying to manage a demanding career. So I felt like I was being spread as thin as peanut butter, as my mom says. And despite those feelings, I kept pushing kept pushing my body. I kept showing up to work. I kept taking care of everybody else around me until my body literally shut down. I had just come back from a birthday trip to Florida with one of my good friends and I had a really, really, really good time. But when I got home, I found myself really sore, like for no reason. And after the soreness wouldn't go away, I started complaining to my daughter and to my husband, and I just kind of chalked it up to muscle tension because that's kind of what happened with my stress. My body just got sore, but it got to the point where I couldn't walk. I couldn't get dressed, and I just remember sitting on the couch in tears because I was in so much pain. At that point, my daughter forced me (laughs) to go to the emergency room and I didn't want to do it because I felt like they were going to think I was crazy. I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is that every single part of my body hurt. And once I got there, they did some routine tests. And after about an hour or so, they told me that they were rushing me to ICU, the intensive 
care unit. And I guess what come back in the test is that my CPK levels, which are the levels that measure the amount of protein that's in your blood, were extremely elevated. They were so high that they didn't even want to tell me. They actually didn't tell me. They told my family instead and come to find out a couple of days later that my CPK level was over 200,000. Now, to put this in perspective for you, the normal level for CPK in anybody's blood is 200. Yes, 200. And again, mine were over 200,000. Thousand. They didn't understand why. They kept asking me, had I been in any car accident? What had I done recently? If I had worked out extra hard. And at the time I was laughing and saying, no, I haven't worked out. I literally just came back from laying on the beach <laughs> drinking margaritas. So I don't have an explanation for you. And as they tried to figure out and dug deeper and deeper, they told me that my organs were shutting down, that my heart was enlarged. And that I needed to be there and they needed to pump liters upon liters upon liters of fluid through my body just to help me survive. And all I can remember in that moment is saying, I don't want to die. And one of the doctors came in away from all of the other doctors and said, hey, you know, I know we don't really have an explanation for you at this moment, but I want to ask you. Is there anything stressful that's going on in your life? Because the way that these numbers read, it looks as if either you were in a very, very bad car accident. I'm talking about 100 miles an hour, head on crash collision, jaws of life had to be present to pull me out, or that I had been in another sort of accident, let's say an earthquake and trapped under pounds and pounds of cinder block and concrete and left for days. And so she told me that at that point, I needed to choose to fight and that if I got through this, I really needed to reevaluate what was going on and prioritize my life. Because I was secretly struggling with feeling like I had to choose between work and my children, I was in an extremely unhealthy marriage that was draining me. And I was literally stuffing all the emotions that came with everything. I cried like a baby in this doctor's arms so hard that she started to cry too. She promised me that she would do everything in her power to restore my health. And I, of course, prayed harder than I ever have in my entire life, begging God to heal me so that I didn't have to leave my babies. After about a week, I was stepped down from ICU and shortly after that released to go home. With that, though, I promised to make all the necessary changes and commit to the heart work. And I did say heart work, which is hard work and stop running from everything that I was feeling, everything that I was burying and no longer was going to be willing to allow it to take a toll on me. Literally, the day that I came home, I told my husband that he needed to move out and it was for my own health. I took time off work because at that point I still couldn't walk and I had a million follow-up appointments to make sure that everything was in working order. And honestly, for the first time ever in my life, I was prioritizing myself. I chose me. Now, 
it was beyond scary and I was embarrassed and ashamed of what those closest to me would think, but I didn't let that stop me. As I reprioritized and got clear on what was most important, I made other significant changes too. I found a new role that was closer to home because at the time I got sick, I was commuting almost two hours one way. So yeah, about four hours in commuting time. And then I also put me and the kids in counseling. Now during this, my husband did move out and that was painful. He ended up moving to California to go to rehab and I was left with myself and by myself to heal from what I'd been carrying for oh so long. I was out of flow and now at the beginning of the process of creating the capacity to truly be able to show up and flourish in all areas of my life. Now that you have the background on how I ended up in this space, let's talk about flow. I'm a definitions kind of girl, so I'll share with you the definitions that embody what flow means to me. Flow is a verb and is defined as a smooth, uninterrupted movement or progress, or it means to move smoothly and readily. As you think about the many hats you wear personally and professionally, are you switching them while in a state of flow? If I'm being honest, I know for myself and from what I've heard from clients that I've worked with in and out of the corporate space, that most of us are not. We are jumping from meeting to meeting all day long, using lunch breaks to make doctor's appointments, then going over a long list of to-do items, and then finally coming home with what little energy we might have left to cook, clean, try to spend time with our families, maybe even do more work and then go to bed only to really wake up and do it all over again. When you operate like this, it leads to burnout, overwhelm, anxiety, and it leaves absolutely no room or capacity to do anything else. And the most important priority isn't even addressed, which is you. I know I'm not the only one who has been missing from their own priority list, am I? Because I was out of flow for so long, I created six pillars to help me get and stay in flow, which have allowed me to be able to not only have balance between my personal and professional life, but they've also helped me create the capacity for sustainable success. And pay attention to sustainable because you can run on E and fumes and all of that for only so long before your body literally breaks down. Now, I am not in any way pretending to be perfect by long shot, but these pillars have really helped me to stay connected with what's working and maybe what's not so much working in certain areas of my life and have guided me and my clients on getting in alignment with what matters most. So I will introduce those pillars in this episode and then I'll dive deeper in the next five or so episodes so you can really digest what they are and how they can support you no matter where you are on your journey of this thing called life. The first pillar is heart flow. And here we really focus on the people and relationships that are close to your heart. It could be your significant other, your children, parents, best friend, basically those who pull at your heartstrings and impact the decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis. The second pillar is workflow. And this is all about creating a rhythm and being fulfilled in the work that you do, whether it's in the corporate space or as an entrepreneur. Pillar number three is health flow. In this space, we focus on health as a whole, but there is more of an emphasis on mental, 
emotional, and physical health. The fourth pillar is cash flow. Yes, all about the coins. But specifically, we talk about how managing your money or lack thereof impacts how you show up for yourself and how it's related to the other pillars. And then last but not least, the fifth pillar is faith flow. For me, this is huge. And my faith has played an instrumental role in who I am today. I don't care who or what you believe, but here, faith and believing in something greater than yourself is necessary. So we will talk a lot about how faith impacts your ability to function across all the pillars and the various areas of your life. These are in no way in a specific order. For me, all of them are equally important and work (laughs) cross-functionally. Excuse the HR in me. (laughs) But they help be the best version of yourself from the inside out. Again, this was a high-level overview and I can't wait to go deeper, share nuggets, and hear how these pillars support you in real life. As part of my launch into the podcast world, you will get the pillar episodes over the next five days, and then I'll move to a weekly release on Tuesdays. So thank you so very much for listening. And I hope what I've shared helps you to know that you are not alone. Feel free to tag me in social media and tell me if any of this resonates with you. You can find me on Facebook at Nicole Roan and on Instagram at Nicole underscore Roan. Be on the lookout for my Motivational Mondays and my Self-Care Saturdays. And if you'd like to learn more about how to work with me, be sure to join my email list to get updates on all the things that I'm doing. My website is NicoleRone.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E. R-H-O-N as a Nancy E dot com. If you have questions or comments, you can always send me a message on either platform. I would absolutely love to connect with you. Until then, I look forward to connecting with you soon.